0: I'm so grateful for the, um, the music this morning. Sounds like I'm ringing a little bit. I'm so grateful for the message that already that Art has shared with us and the way it has attracted me, but I must tell you that this morning, as Brother Chris was baptizing Jesse and Brandon, I also am a, uh, a crier myself, Chris. And so I began to cry, (laughs) and I was reminded of the simple step of faith, of giving your life to Christ. We always think that it has to be a paramount or thing in our life that we have to do. We have to go to retreat, we have to go to camp, we have to pray for 72 hours, we have to do things in our life that we think have to draw us close to God, but it's just a simple act of faith is all it is. And a lot of times we forget that. We forget that God calls to us every single day of our lives, and he wants to draw us into this walk of faith in our lives. And sometimes we, again, this song reminds us, but this song reminds us that it doesn't take much, but it's it's Jireh, Lord Jehovah, matter of fact, that is enough in our life. Forgive me for the many times that I try to add things in my life, thinking that this Bible study or this group or these things that I do, a matter of fact, would make me a better Christian a better follower of Christ. If I just come to church more often, if I just read my Bible more often, I know that it will help me. I know I'll be a more devoted follower of Jesus Christ, but more than, importantly, more than anything else in my life, a matter of fact, if I'm just putting him in the right place in my life. Does that make sense? That I would allow him to be the Lord of my life. And so this morning I'm coming to share with you a thought that I have, an example, a matter of fact, of faith and devotion. And so the step is made of Jesse and Brandon, of following after God, but the simple step for all of us, a matter of fact, is being devoted in that following. It's not difficult, but a lot of times the distractions that pull us away from following after God are right there in front of us. I don't know about you, matter of fact, when I go into a grocery store and I am paying at the counter, I am one of those guys that sees the end caps and that Snickers starts calling out to me. Those things on the end caps kind of call out to me, the popcorn, the, the different candy, the different things that call out to me, and I'm attracted to those things and I, I want those things. I Even mean, though the groceries are good, but I want those things. So I want you to understand this morning that we have a tremendous example that we look at this morning in scripture of understanding what it means to be a devoted follower of Jesus Christ. I'm so grateful for Dr. Sands uh, preaching on faith matters is what he's been preaching on and it's been challenging to me, but uh, this week you're hearing from me. My name, Renee, by the way, is Renee. I'm the mission pastor here, do community outreach as well. And you're, you're hearing from me this morning. And by the way, let me just start out by saying the theological depth is different. The theological depth is different. Uh, his sermons have been great sermons of theological thought and everything. My sermon this morning is called Faith and My Dog. Let me show you some pictures of my dog real quickly, if I could. Go ahead and run those pictures. This is Kobe. Kobe is my dog. He's my golden doodle. Um, man, he is my bud. He travels with me. He does bad things as well, does bad things. Uh, he uh, kind of hangs out with me all day long. Uh, Q-tip in his mouth, that's not good either. And so checking on me, checking through the door there, another dog below. He wants to go run with me, wants to go running. And so, uh, and there's a good nose shot of Kobe right there. Kobe, when I say that Kobe is my dog, he, I've never had a dog like this, honestly. This dog, when I say he's my dog, he's my dog. He's there every, every morning when I wake up, he's there. When I'm walking around the house, he is there. When I'm going to the refrigerator, he's, of course he's there at the refrigerator, right? He's, uh, but he has always following me. I've never had a dog like this. He is devoted, follower, companion. He is always there. He's an incredible dog, and I'm so grateful for that. But I've learned so much from him and just his devotion, a matter of fact, of following after me. When I go to bed at night, he is there. Does that not remind you of our Heavenly Father? In spite of our unfaithfulness, in spite of the times that we walk away from God, in spite of the times that we wander and swerve away from following after God in our life, for whatever reason, God reminds us, as a matter of fact, thank goodness that God reminds us through church, through people, through incidents in our life, that I love you dearly and I'm calling to you, whatever it is, I'm calling to you to come back into the fold, come back into the relationship that I've called you into. And it's not always disasters that call us, as a matter of fact, is loving moments. I don't know about you again, but again, Jesse and Brandon this morning, it was just, it was such a calling. God, I thank you for your faithfulness. I'm grateful for that. Last night, I had the opportunity, a wonderful gift and joy of performing my youngest daughter's wedding ceremony last night. I didn't bring any pictures of that, matter of fact, so sorry about that. Just my dog. But I married her off last night, and, um, she and Corey, uh, she's out of my house. I mean, they love each other is what I mean. So, but, um, uh, Corey and Carmen are devoted to themselves and to each other is what they've done and to be devoted in life by the by the way, it's a difficult thing now. It's a difficult pursuit to devote yourself to something. It's challenging to do that. I think, I think it requires faith. And Paul has been talking about the last week, few weeks. It requires faith. faith. Faith does matter. And it requires faith for us to be a devoted follower of Jesus Christ. It's not just something that you say, I'm going, to be, I'm going to be devoted today. I'm going to be faithful today. It's something that we have to work on. Today we can be devoted only so long. It's a rare thing, matter of fact. It's a rare thing for us to be devoted to anything in our lives. In marriage, if you decide you don't want to be married anymore, you just get out in parenting a lot of parents count on the schools to do the parenting in life even as something as coming to church it takes devotion it takes commitment time i'm a runner I still like to run a lot. I've done lots of marathons and triathlons and things like that. And by the way, when I do that, I commit myself, matter of fact, not only just running and training, but I commit myself in the things that I eat, the sleep that I get. I'm committing myself to that. And let me just help you understand, by the way, the word devoted means, it means lo- loving, loyal, faithful, committed. And my favorite, my favorite word of that is steadfast. It's not a word you hear. It's kind of an old King James word in some ways, but steadfast means this the Greek word, Hedraos. Hedraos means seated, settled, solid. In the Old Testament, the word steadfast means permanent. As we think about that this word this morning, I think about when people see my faith in God. And by the way, I'm not always a straight and narrow. I I swerve sometimes. I I wander at times, as a matter of fact. But when I am following after God, as I'm called to follow after God in this devoted life that God has called me to, I begin to see and otherwise other people begin to see in me this faith and this example of unswerving faith in God. Deuteronomy 6.5 says this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. That means committing yourself. It means giving yourself, a matter of fact, is what it means in Deuteronomy 6.5, that you commit yourself, Jesse and Brandon, that you commit yourself, others, to the Lord. You would give yourself wholeheartedly in following after God. And again, as I think about how difficult it is now, a matter of fact, to be committed to anything in life today, The same thing is true for us as followers of Jesus Christ, that there's many times that we wander away from following after God because we become so busy with everything else in life. One of my favorite scriptures comes out of Ruth, and I've used this scripture many times in weddings, but I love this scripture. Ruth, chapter 1 says, Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I'll be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely. If even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined, or let me put in the word, devoted, to go with her. She stopped urging her. There are times also that we tend to devote ourselves to too many things in life. I shared this in the last message this morning. As a matter of fact, I played college basketball and I wanted to be the first Hispanic NBA player. That was my dream. I wanted to be the first brown guy in the NBA. I committed myself, I demoted myself, but it was my devotion. I would, I would pray to God, I would think about God. I was a Christian, I was a follower of God, but more than anything else, I was devoted to basketball. I ate, slept, drank basketball. That's all I wanted to do, play basketball. And Let me remind you, a matter of fact, when you put things in your life and they come ahead of God, by the way, they become idols in your life. They become things that distract you from following after God in your life. They become distractions so much to the point that you forget about God. And James 1.8 says this, and look at this scripture, a double-minded man is unstable in all he does. Fathers, can I just tell you that your children are watching the instability in your life because you say one thing and you do another. You talk about God. You may even come to church You may do all those things, but are you committed, loving, faithful, steadfast in following after God in your life? Matthew 6.24 says this, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, Or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And that idea of money in the Greek, mammon, means things of the world. And I don't know about you, but there's been many times in my life that I began to follow things of the world that have pulled me away and distracted me from following and being devoted in my walk with Jesus Christ. Students, there are so many distractions for you as a young person to follow all the things that the culture and the world is trying to bring into your life, saying, this is who I need to be. This is what I need to do. When all along, God is telling you, this is what it's all about. I want to tell you a story this morning, and I promise I won't be too long, but it comes out of Daniel, Daniel chapter 6. You can turn your Bibles, Daniel chapter 6. It'll also be up here. I want to tell you the story of Daniel, and it's not just the story of of Daniel being rescued from the lion's den, but it's the story of, of this incredible devotion that Daniel had in following after God, and it reminds me, a matter of fact, of many people that I've met in my life. They were devoted followers of Jesus Christ. They were mentors. They were examples in my life, and I was so grateful for their faithful following of God. Maybe you have people like that in your life. Maybe you've seen people. Maybe you know people. A matter of fact, that have following God in such a way. A matter of fact, that it draws you. It pulls you. A matter of fact, to the idea of I need to better be a better follower of God. I mean, I need to be more devoted in following God myself. Daniel, chapter six. Just a few words. A few thoughts. Darius was the king of the Medes. It pleased him, a matter of fact, to appoint these 120 satraps and administrators. Daniel happened to be one of the administrators, one of these leaders in the kingdom of Darius the Mede. Verse number three says this Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. He distinguished himself. Daniel distinguished himself because he was faithful to God. Let me just tell you that when you begin to follow God in a a way that God has called you to follow him, people will begin to notice. You'll become distinguished. There'll be a mark. There'll be something about you, a matter of fact, that people begin to notice, and they'll wonder there's something different about that person. There's something different about that church. There's something different about that group of people that has distinguished them from anybody else. I love that verse. And matter of fact, verse 4 says, As at this, the administrators, and by the way, the administrators were not cool about that at all. They were upset that Daniel had come become this administrator, this distinguished person, and it wasn't because of himself. It wasn't because of his abilities. It was because because Daniel was faithful. Verse 4 says this, At this, the administrators and satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel and his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy. Another translation says, faithful and neither corrupt nor negligent. You see, once again, it was because of Daniel's devoted life of following after God that he had distinguished himself so much that not even the corrupt could find anything wrong with this man When you begin to live that kind of life, a devoted life, a loyal life, a loving life, a committed life to Jesus Christ, and people begin to take notice, your neighbors begin to take notice there's something different about that guy across the street, and God begins to work, and God begins to act not only in your life, but lives around you begin to change. So the satraps decided we got to do something about this guy and they decided we got to do it against his religion, his God, a matter of fact, we got to trap him and they, they did that. They put an edict in order, a matter of fact, and says anyone who does not doubt bow, anybody else that bows down to somebody else besides the king in the next 30 days will be thrown into the lion's den. Verse number nine. So King Darius put the decree in writing. Sealed it with his ring, done. That will be obeyed in my kingdom. No one will bow to any other God except for me for the next 30 days. When Daniel, verse 10, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows were open towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. This was a routine for him. This was common to him. This is something he had done before all of his life. He continued to pray to God, lift up God, be faithful to God, be loyal to God. He continued, even in this edict, even when struggles, even when pain, even when heartache comes, even when difficulties come in your life, will you be faithful? By the way, God is. He will be faithful, even in the midst of storm, even in the midst of not knowing What's going on in life. He will be faithful. So the king began to worry about all this. They sent him to the lion's den. Verse 14, when king heard this, that this edict couldn't be changed, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel, made every effort until sundown to save. The king was being affected by the way. Can I tell you that he began to change? The king began to change. King Darius the king of the Medes, this gigantic kingdom, he began to change because of Daniel's faithfulness, because of Daniel's devotion, he began to change. Verse 16, so the king gave the order and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, may your God whom you serve continually. By the way, the king had already noticed that Daniel had been a devoted follower of God I've noticed that you have continued to follow God continually verse 18 the king the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without entertainment being brought to him and he could not sleep I don't know about you but maybe you affect people in such a way that they lose sleep I'm not talking about snoring But maybe your life in Christ Jesus affects people. Maybe maybe people sitting around you, a matter of fact, because of your walk of Jesus Christ, you have brought them to church. You've affected them. Your life of following Christ has, has challenged them in their own walk with Christ, and they're here because of you, because of Christ moving in you. The distinguishing life of Christ changes you as it began to change Darius, this king. He goes on to say this. Verse 25, by the way, they had already thrown Daniel in the lion's den. Couldn't sleep all night long. The next morning, the king wrote, by the way, verse 18, again, he could not sleep all night long. Throwing in the lion's den, the king gets up, Daniel, are you awake or are you alive? And I have to read verse 20, by the way. Let me read verse 20 because I, I didn't put that up there, but verse 20 says this. It says, when he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you once again? The king is being changed. I move to verse 25. By the way, this king was affected so much so because of the distinguished life of Daniel, because of the devoted life of Daniel, because of the loyal and committed life of Daniel following God. Verse 25. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and peoples of every language in all the earth, May you prosper greatly. And by the way, I can imagine King Darius. Even his whole countenance and his spirit and his heart and his mind began to change because of this life of Daniel being a devoted life of God. He writes I issue a decree that in every part of the kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. But listen to his words for he is the living God. (laughs) Something's happened. Something's changed, by the way. This king begins to change, and all of a sudden he realizes this is a living God because I've seen it in Daniel's life. I recognize how he has lived his life, and he has lived this devoted life so much so that I recognize that he is the living God. And the scripture goes on to say, and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and saves. He performs signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the powers of the lions. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a changed man. I don't know about you, but when you live your life devoted to Christ, you begin to change people around you. Not only does your life change, not only do you have seen and sensed this life change in you, but you begin to live this distinguished life in such a way that God uses your life to bring others to Him. I'm so grateful for Jesse and Brandon's life that their lives have been changed by people around them that have lived in such a way that they recognize God. They've seen God. And people will recognize God through the devoted, loyal, committed, steadfast life you live for God. God closes by saying this, so Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. I pray that God would continue to allow me to prosper, not in the standpoint of things that I have in life, but that I would prosper. And knowing who God is in my life, why would I not prosper if God is not in charge of my life? How could I not? Because God is in charge. I have all that I need. And I close with this story a little bit. Said that Cyrus, by the way, Cyrus came after Darius. Cyrus, the founder of the Persian Empire, once had captured a prince and his family. When they came before him, the monarch asked the prisoner, What will I give? What will you give me if I release you? The half of my wealth was his reply. And if I release your children, everything I possess. And if I release your wife, majesty, I will give you myself. Cyrus was so moved by his devotion that he freed them all. As they returned home, the prince said to his wife, Wasn't Cyrus a handsome man? With a look of deep love for her husband, she said to him, I didn't notice. I could only keep my eyes on you the one who gave, who was willing to give himself for me. My devotion comes with the understanding that God has been devoted to me. God has been faithful to me. God continues to watch over me. God continues to provide for His mercy endures every day. And because of his faithfulness, I begin to understand. Matter of fact, and I'm still learning and understanding his purpose in my life, I'm continuing to understand what it means to be devoted. Not only am I devoted to God, but my devotion to my wife, to my family, to things around me. I'm beginning to understand what God has called me to live, how God has called me to live this devoted life of God. I pray that today these words and these thoughts of scripture would embrace you in such a way that you would understand that God, the faithful God, the devoted God has called you. To be devoted. Let me close with this.
1: My Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art For Thee, all the folly of sin, I resign. My gracious Redeemer, my Savior, art Thou. If ever I love thee, my Jesus, tis now. Pray with me,
0: Father. Forgive me for the many times that I have wandered. Your word says in Hebrews, let us hold unswervingly to the hopeless, to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. Thank you for your faithfulness, Father. In spite of the times that I am not devoted, committed, loyal, steadfast, Thank you for the reminder, Father, through these baptisms this morning that you are faithful. Thank you for the reminder this morning, Father, that you are enough. As we walk out of this room this morning, Father, remind us, remind us, Father, that you are a devoted God who loves us dearly, And wants to have relationship with us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whosoever believes in him would not perish but would have eternal life. That is a committed, life-giving promise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for helping us understand about the devoted life you called us to. We pray these things in your name, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.